We should skip this one. I mean, here you are, complaining about good action. Final resolution be like, this is the last time I'm going to change my ways. <laughs> I need you to say it. I don't watch NASCAR. <laughs> That's the pussiest bullshit in wrestling. Part of me was like, golly, I just want to watch WrestleMania 3. It's like trying to pick like, which, which testicles your favorite, right? You like them both equally. That second rough goes over and starts cuddling with the original ref. <laughs> he smacks her ass. Hey, cowgirl, what's up? That's my guy. Uh, I wanted to, you know, all the millions of Hulkamaniacs to get on the back of the Hulkster only backstrokes drowns all their asses. Fucking whip your dick out. Air, air that bitch out a little bit. Kid. Cash. Sucks. All of my nuts. And Dustin should be spanked like a naughty boy. Yellow and black tits, yeah. Jumping fucking Jesus. And who needs friends when you got druids? He's wearing the plastic hair. He's wearing the jumpsuit. He looks like an ass. Going down yonder on Chattahoochee. Pipes like, uh, you got me. Slaps around hardy like a little bitch. Right? He was having a ton of sex in there. DDP was just sitting back and watching. Nazi youth shoplifters dressed like Jeff Hardy. Ouch! He's mocking the alpha. His big, uh, his big unit. <laughs> Look at this dumbass with his big crank. More power! <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking NASCAR driver. <laughs> Get Monty Brown. That looks like an eight because he just banged twelve. The Brutus the Barber Beefcake is a four that you're ashamed of. In association with the Shining Wizards Network, Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast presents. You're of Duke and Rogue. I'm your host, Duke Bags. And Kevin, your daddy. Right, there we got Kevin Rogue. You want me to do my sexy dance again? Trying to seduce me for the second episode in a row. I'm not trying to seduce you. I'm trying to seduce the world. (laughs) You watch. I keep doing this dance. I walk out my front door. (sighs) I think the first thing you asked me on the last episode is if I wanted some sex in the mouth. (laughs) I don't remember it that way, but I'm I'm not ruling it out. Listen to the show, man. I didn't take it on. I'm telling you right now, I walk outside, right, after doing this for about 10 minutes, I'm going to have to feed uh, feed some mouths, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll be eating some throat meal cookies. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, today we're talking about TNA Final Resolution 2005. Got the voice. Welcomes yeah. us with a dramatic package. Talking about immortality and such. Pretty good straightforward package. Yeah, yeah, they're not bad. Nothing stupid like, you know, the Kings of Wrestling riding around in a caddy with fake plastic hair. Accurate. We'll see that fake plastic hair later on, though. Yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, it should be a good one, man. We got the uh, Mr. Canadian Destroyer in action in that Ultimate X match. Three-way, we got Monty taking on Big Sex and DDP for a shot against Double J. So let me ask you this. Sure. So Hitler's plan was the final solution. Is this too close for comfort or do they get get away with it throwing the re in front of there? Huh. Interesting. Never even thought of it. They still <laughs> use imagine. it to this day. Yeah, and I got to imagine the majority of listeners don't even. It's probably just history guys like you that think of it. I didn't think that thought never crossed my mind. Oh, I remember a couple seasons ago when we covered the final uh, 
cover the final solution they had to change his name the ultimate solution right yeah yeah good point no i guess i mean well because uh resolution right that's a good thing right i suppose if you're looking to change your ways you know right well, is this final resolution to be like, this is the last time I'm going to change my ways. <laughs> and after that, my ways are set forever. These are my ways from now on. Well, you think that's be. part of it? Yeah, sure. All right. I'm kind of looking forward to that wild card match between the bad guy and Jeff Hardy. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of intrigue in this one. So this son of a bitch took place live from the Impact Zone. No Orlando, way. Florida. <laughs> on January 16th, 2005. You'll be disappointed to hear that there were two matches on the pre-show, and one of them featured Johnny B. Bad, and the other one featured Chris Candido. You didn't get to see either of them. That sucks. We should skip this one. <laughs> Just call it, call it a show? Yeah. Good, nice, short, sweet episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do they, how do you have the balls not to have Johnny? You have Johnny be on the rest, on the raster. You got Johnny be bad on the raster, and you don't put him on the damn show. <laughs> I don't like when you do that. Yeah, there's maybe a match or two I'd substitute for that. But he's in tag team action, and uh, with his, his main man Sony Soyaki. Siaki? Siaki. Yeah. Yeah, you, got, you struggle with these TNA names. Oh, uh, that's a pretty fancy name, Siaki. Yeah, it's not bad. What about Sanjay Siaki? Does that do anything for you? That's better than du- Sanjay Dutt. Double S, yeah. Yeah. Huh? So today's wearing a tux, and Don is silky as usual in the booth. But his tie's a little different, man. It's not a solid tie. It's got, like, some weird... Design on it, couldn't quite you, make it out. You like that? Yeah, yeah. Breaks up. I mean, it's better than what was it? Silver silk on silver silk. Oh yeah. And then last time, I think he went with black on black silk. Right, which works. So he's mixing can, it up do, a little bit. You can do black on black, but this is uh, black on something. <laughs> I don't quite know what. Oh, man, we get sent to the back for really no reason at all. Did that feel a little rusy to you? Getting sent to the back? Right, we haven't, like, nothing has happened, and boom, we're going to the back for some bullshit. Like, that, right. felt, that felt rusy to me. And there's, like I said, nothing happens, really. We get sent to the back of the franchise who's dying to get a word with Double J. I mean, that's one way to start the show. Yeah, and Jeff Jarrett keeps out, what do you, as you say, what if it is? What if it is? Sit down, Double J. What if it is, Big Sexy? He's the king of the mountain. It's Planet Jarrett. Really pushing himself to the moon and beyond here. He deserves it. Well, we get going with the six-man tag match. Three live crew taking on Fallen Angel, along with Michael Shane and Kazarian. So I've noticed something. they got a whole lot of lasers going on in the impact zone. Yeah. I like their lasers there. You like those. Take the lasers over the pyro? Uh, it's got to be a lot more cost effective. Right? Yeah, because lasers are reusable. Right. 
Good point. So three live crew together again. Okay, quick showing off those moves. We get Conan doing his his business. The crowd loves loves the Cone Zone. Where my dogs at? Right. Oh, delay. Where are my dogs at? <laughs> 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 they fucking tip the tool man, Taylor. Man. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. Home improvement, Conan. <laughs> Brought to you by Lowe's. <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious. Incorporate that uh, contractor faction somehow. Yeah. Right? Orale. Yeah. You know what this DNA impacts on needs? More power. Needs <laughs> 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 more power. Be oh, did you catch, did, what? I was gonna say, did you did you catch what uh what dog fucked up? Well he's talking about the sandbox. Yep. He's playing for keeps. Which is weird. You saying did he did he fuck up in there? Yeah, he says that your WWE NWA tag team champions of the world. Oh yeah, yeah, they're not the tag team champions of the world. No, and it's I mean, well, that and it's not uh, WWE either. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, he might have said F. I don't remember, but yeah, it was. Uh, he definitely, he definitely, definitely fudged that. Mm. So the Cone Zone, he gets going with the with the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. That's some cool chain wrestling between the two. And we're told if we want Spanish, we can hit that sap button. Sap. You ever hit that sap button? Nah, man, I don't speak the sap. I've never hit it either. But you speak the sap. Well, you claim to speak the sap, but I'm still, I'm pretty sure that's a little, little inconclusive on that. Yeah, that's a, that's a wives tale. Well, I mean, I've been around you long enough, and I've asked you enough questions about the about the sap or about the niche, if you will, uh, to know that you're not very quick on the draw with your answers. When you're trying to figure out Spanish, it's a lot like you're trying to figure out a a math equation that you're not quite sure. <laughs> like you'll come to the answer and you'll be like, thirteen. Uh, <laughs> And you you know you're probably not far off. It's probably like fourteen and a quarter, but it's just kind of funny when it comes to language. You're like, eh, it's probably something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are many ways to say the same thing, right? Sure. I mean, you could say the answer's seventy-one, dickhead. Well, back to the match here. <laughs> We got the crew doing a triple team move with uh, R-Truth hitting the leg drop to Michael Shane's ball bag early on. Oh, yeah. I always like to see a triple team move. We're told that R-Truth is a talented musician. Yeah, man, he does does the the rapping and such. Uh, I suppose. They do a couple of tandem dance moves. The crew has been a really one-sided affair early on. So, I haven't seen this thing before. So, a tag is made. And then the ref says the guy wasn't in the right corner. Yeah. So, I actually like that. Give me some rules, right? Give me some rules. Enforce some rules for me. So, 
he wasn't in the right area to make the tag, so tag does not stand. He also he tagged the foot too at one point in this match. You can take a foot. That stood, yeah. You can take a foot. It's just not common. But I really love the fact that the ref's like, nope, you were not in tag. You're not in tag. You're not in the tag area. Our truth gets in there. Ref loses all control. Good old melee. I mean, three on three match. You know, it's going to be a melee. And then Conan gets in there and starts making covers. I don't think he's the legal man, but we're throwing that out. Doesn't hurt to try, I guess. Uh, Fallen Angel hits a big old Arabian moonsault. Hits his own guy on the outside. And then the crew hits a triple team combo move where Truth gives an axe kick while the other two guys held the, uh, how do you describe that? The two, the two guys, uh, the other crew guys hold him up. I thought it was just Road Dog holding him up. Was it just he, Road Dog? Yeah, he held him up. It's essentially a, a version of the heart attack. Except for Truth doesn't throw a line. He throws a big, like, one of those big fucking kicks that he does where he spins all over the place. Oh, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's 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 the Jimmy there. I mean, besides the obvious similarity, our truth remind you of Booker T at all? Long and lanky and kicks and spinning around. Yeah, you know, I could see that comparison. Because, he, I mean, when Booker T was doing his stuff, he was spinning around, big kicks, great kicks, flew it in the ring. And truth, yeah, truth is kind of like the uh, same same kind of thing, you know, spinning around, big kicks. It's just like he's moving a lot quicker. Mm. Well, that's why they called him K-Quick. Makes sense. Uh. Getting rowdy. More power. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, t- I forgot about that. Yeah. Getting rowdy. Well, we go to the back where Dusty <laughs> is in the back of his truck with a couple hey. of rods and a guy with a beard and curly hair. Hey, cowgirl, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I got lost at laughing. Dusty's sitting in the bed of a truck. <laughs> His fucking bimbos come in. Hey, cowgirl, what's up? And then even later he goes, easy, cowgirl. <laughs> he smacks her ass. <laughs> he says, easy, cowgirl, and smacks her ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, hey, cowgirl, what's up? <laughs> easy, cowgirl. <laughs> So we should mention that the American Dream's office is the bed of a pickup truck. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to see more back there. So they're talking about clues. Yeah. There's got to be something you probably would have to watch weekly programming to pick up on because I'm not sure what the fuck is going on. Some sort of a game going on. Oh, that uh, the guy that you referenced with the curly hair, that's, uh, that's old Johnny Fairplay. Johnny Fairplay. Yeah, I think... Uh, I believe he was on. Sur- I think it was Survivor. Might have been Big Brother. One of those. Uh, one of those shows. Uh, At the end of the bit, uh, and I didn't know exactly where Dusty was going with this either. He said, uh, "If we were in Texas, it would be his." What do you say? It was like his turn in the barrel. Something like that. Yeah. yeah I didn't know. I didn't know what that meant. I, I mean, part of me, I my notes not very low. Uh, I can't really read it because, I mean, one, my handwriting is for shit, but. Two, I was still laughing about Dusty smacking the bimbo's ass. 
Easy, cowgirl. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Dusty in a boy band? <laughs> With the number one hit. <laughs> I'm imagining it. It's pretty funny. Cowgirl, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> You know what else is something else? We got two of your guys in action next. Mm-hmm. Which of your guys you got here? Uh, I, I mean, I love them both. I can't, I can't pick one over the other. Uh, I really can't. It's like trying to pick like which which testicles your favorite, right? You like them both equally. The one, the thing about it is, I didn't write shit down to this match because I realized something during this match. So I, I, I literally wrote down three notes for this entire match. Oh, yeah? Because while watching this match, something something frustrated me. So all I got for this match... Oh, that giant roundabout head scissors by Sanjay Dutt was incredible. He went around and around and around. Skipper won with the big Tilter World counter, which was actually that Tilter World counter. That was pretty pretty awesome. And unexpected finish. I did not expect that to be the end. So if you can get me when I didn't expect you to get me, I'm happy. Yeah, that was a new a new move of some sort. You said you there's something about that match you didn't like? Yes. So, now stay with me. I'm watching this match. I, I like Sanjay. I like Elix. Like, we know that about me. I'm fans of both their work. You guys, yeah. Right. But I'm watching this. And part of me was like clamoring for like 1994 wrestling. Like part of me was like, golly, I just want to watch WrestleMania three. Like something like I want to watch, you know, WCW circa 94. I want like I wanted characters. I wanted slower, more like slower paced matches where the things like each thing meant a little bit more and a little bit more selling. And the characters, right? There hasn't been, like, giant, over-the-top fun characters so far. And I think that's what's, like, I'm not completely getting sunk into watching the show. Because there's not a character yet where I'm like, that's my guy! Like, this is an entertaining guy. Like, think about the think about the years that we've covered so far. Right? We, we Three had, live crew, man? We had, no, no. <laughs> they don't entertain you? Not really. No, with the Not dancing really. and jiving and no, I mean we got it's not fair, right? Really, to compare it because, like, in my mind, I'm like, I just want to hear a fucking Nature Boy promo. I want to hear a Mach promo. Mm. I want to hear a Hulkster promo. You know what I mean? Like, I want to hear those things. Uh, and I wasn't. I haven't. We haven't gotten anything remotely close to it. Mm. So. Like, while watching this match, like, I in my head, I was completely out of it because I just wanted to, woo, woo. <laughs> we did get a match promo last episode, but it wasn't, it didn't feel good. You know what I mean? It didn't have a good match feel to it. Uh, I wanted to, you know, the, all the millions of Hulkamaniacs to get on the back of the Hulkster while he backstrokes and drowns all their asses. Like, I wanted something. And I wasn't getting it. So I was pretty much tuned out. And, and again, a fine match for what it was. I, I essentially I enjoyed it, but I think that the pacing of it was was where I went. Golly, could we just slow down and grab a rest lock, right? Could we could we sell to the crowd a little bit? Like in these matches, they're moving so damn quick. It's just like move to move to move, no selling, and it's almost like they're focusing on each other. Like work the crowd, man. Get a personality. 
Fucking whip your dick out. Air air that bitch out a little bit. Do you think he should think he should have whipped his dick out? I don't know. I, I mean, if he did, that would have made for some compelling TV. That's pay per view, I suppose. Yeah, but you know what I'm. You get what I'm saying, though. Do you, are you getting that feeling at all yet in this in this TNA run of episodes? I mean, yeah, I've noticed like the uh, the promos have been very flat. Yes. As a whole, it's a lot of good action. It's hard to complain about good action, you know. But yeah, I mean, here you are complaining about good action. So that's who I am. Well, I get the guy with the voice talking about somebody while showing <laughs> what appears to be the warrior's face paint. He's coming. <laughs> it's all, that's how they open it up. He's coming, and right away, oh, yeah. And sent back to Paige and Nash. They're talking about their match, discussing teaming up, taking out the Alpha, and then taking on each other. You see, Nash was uh, Nash was kind of close talking DDP. Did you notice that? Yeah, he was a power play on Nash's part with the close talking. Yeah, well, probably. Yeah, uh, DDP just kept on going back, like huh, trust Kevin Nash. He said, he said like three times, you want me to trust Kevin Nash? <laughs> trust Kevin Nash. <laughs> trust Kevin Nash. <laughs> trust Kevin Nash. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the big sex is like, huh? you know, we work smarter, not harder, right? You know, hey, hey, you have my word, right? He said, I won't touch you. He's like, I, the minute I touch you, all bets are off, right? Right? We're a little smarter, not harder? Ha! Trust Kevin Nash. <laughs> Does that do anything for you? I mean, it, it made me laugh, but it wasn't <laughs> supposed to. That's the hard part. That's that's another note that I've made throughout this show and this season as a as a whole. For the most part, the uh for the most part the fans are great, you know, and they're on point. But there's a lot of stuff that doesn't hit the way that it's supposed to. Right. So So Trust Kevin Nash. <laughs> Trust Kevin Nash. <laughs> Trust I mean, Kevin. speaking of one of those occasions, next up we got Dustin Rhodes taking on one of my guys, Kid Cash. What do you think of his music? Are talking are talking about the kid, or yeah, what was what was it coming down to? It was essentially uh, "Walk" by Pantera. Oh, that's a good tune. Right, it's a it's it is it's a good tune. I enjoy the tune. The only problem is, is that it's already been kind of claimed by RVD. Mm. So right away when he's coming down and it's a Pantera, you know, it, it was like a walk ripoff. Uh, if you're coming down to walk, the ripoff version of it by Pantera, you're like you're positioning yourself to come across as an RVD rip from the moment you walk down the aisle. That's not easy. Like that's not a it's not it's not an easy thing to come back from. You know, they kick cash it up to the challenge. No, man. And they're like, boom, kid, cash, sucks, all of my nuts, kid. I wasn't into it. Well, Dustin, it's his mission to win that NWA title like his daddy. My daddy. His daddy. I mean, I'm not sure what this Dusty character is all about. 
it's a strange time for Dustin. <laughs> it really is. Uh, you think he's not to... he's not comfortable not being into like the paint or anything? Yeah, he's still doing like some uh, some of the, kind of the weird gold dust shit, mm-hmm. which is something. I mean, first note I got here is Dustin does a slingshot into the ropes, then catches him on the way down with the backbreaker. Pretty badass combo. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then I knew it right away. Dustin going upstairs. Never got that off. No, it's not not an aerial artist, man. Would you? So, was it Cash missed something off? Was it? Oh no, they collided knees. Wasn't that it? And then Cash was selling like it was a legit like knee injury. Yeah, yeah, he's playing the possum. Right, and then he, Dustin attacks him, and the ref's like, "No, no, no, you can't attack him. Don't you do that? Don't attack him." And he's checking on him, and for a minute, you're like, "Okay, is this is this going to be? Is this a real thing? Is he is his knee actually a bum?" Then he winds up, and he fucking destroys Dust Nards. <laughs> That's a pretty good Nards plow. Not the best, right? Because it wasn't like a true plow. It was almost like a Nards uppercut. Yeah, I'd, I'd put it under the plow umbrella, probably. It still it still qualifies as a plow, you think? It was a pretty good one. All right, I, I'll give it to you. So then he starts working on the leg of Dust. Gets a figure four in there. And then Dustin reverses it. Then the two exchange some sleepers. Either of these sleepers compared to Double J's. Okay, so Kid Cash cannot be cannot be the performer of the year. Cannot. We can. I'm telling you right now, he is disqualified based on his sleeper. It is the worst <laughs> fucking sleeper I've ever seen. At one point, he doesn't even have like his arms aren't even locked at all, and Dustin should be spanked like a naughty boy. Because he was, basically, his head was underneath the rope, and he was grabbing for the rope in front of him. The rope's right in front of your head! Like, it's right over you! Like, I understand, like, you're, I get it, right? I get, I get that you're not supposed to, like, he's trying to make you believe he can't reach the rope, right? He can't do it. But he's got the loosest fucking grip sleeper I've ever seen in my life, ever, bar none. <laughs> That bitch that put uh, that pushed the jack down from the Titanic had a firmer grip on him than Kid Cash did on on fucking Goldie on this, and it, the rope's over his head. It's over his head. Why is he reaching over there? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, dude. It was fucking like that. That that pissed me off. I was upset because I am a man that that I fan, like I think that I'm somewhat of a sleeper connoisseur at this at this point, and that was the worst sleeper ever, just ever. Well, Dustin hooks out of it, delivers some slaps and some clothesline action. Then he goes for an atomic drop, and his leg goes out. Oh, son of a bitch! Hey, when that happens, Cash hits a big crossbody from the top. Does that redeem, redeem him for that sleep? Nah, no, no, no. He is off the list, and he's not coming back on, all right? As far as I'm concerned, it's like he he was at a club and did something just foul and obscene, and now he's on the list, and you can't come back in the club. I mean, Kid Cash, he shoves the ref, gets shoved back, then Goldie lands a facebuster bulldog type of move for a three count. Got to give the assist to the ref on that one. 
Yeah. What do you think of that shirt on Dust? It says enough said on the back. Yeah, it's close, man. It's close. <laughs> It'd be way better if it was uh this enough. But yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. Well, you sent to the back with some Yahoo in the office. He finds it's a clue. Johnny Fairplay again, man. <laughs> he finds a clue inside Dusty's hat and is on his way. So this you know what's happening here? What? Why why are we finding clues? No, I don't know, man. Who's Johnny Fairplay? <laughs> what's he doing? Fairplay is like like I said, he's a survivor, big brother, one of those one of those oh, deals. Yeah. All right, we got some highlights from the past several weeks. They really like doing these packages. Yeah, they do a Monty Brown package here, which made me believe that next we were going to see DDP, Big Sex, and Monty Brown. But that's not what we get next, so it's kind of a weird placement for the package. Oh. This is a strange placement. You think they yeah. may be fucked up in the back? Wouldn't shock me. Or it was another Rusey thing. <laughs> like, you know, bro, bro, you know what you're going to do? Put the money package on now, bro. <laughs> Put it on now, because that way, bro, that way they'll think Monty Brown's coming up next, right? And what we're going to do, Raven, you piece of shit, you're up. <laughs> <We're> gonna... <laughs> what a swerve, man. Yeah. Got to keep swerving them. Yeah, I got to keep swerving them, piece oh, of man. shit. Did you see, you see the bro on the dark side of the ring? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice to see, Rusey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then we get a package leading up to Watson Raven. Raven closes out by saying he would light him on fire just to light his cigarette. Yeah. What kind of smokes do you think he's smoking? Uh, he's probably a, a Marlboro Red guy. You think he's just a basic standard Marlboro Red guy? See, and I was thinking about this because, what, 2005? Mm-hmm. So in 2005, you could still probably get a Turkish gold, right? You still could probably get uh, like a Camel Crush. Oh, yeah. I think Camel Wides were off the market by then. Something tells me he's an offbeat guy. Something tells like me he's not he's not smoking those corporate smokes. Do you think smoking. he rolls his own? Nah, he's not. Roll your own wasn't really huge back then. And he might have he might have he might have visited the Gold Coast. Gold Coast? He might have been on the Gold Coast. The GPC, maybe? Yeah, maybe, maybe. But uh, if I know Raven the way I think I know Raven, which I don't know that I've known him well at all since that Viking helm, I think he might be on the Gold Coast. All right. Yeah, we thought we knew Raven, but, I mean, this time he's got no helmet. I guess that was a one-time deal. Yeah. I hope it comes back. I mean, he's got a big trench coat this time. Mm-hmm. Watts comes out. He's rocking some yellow and black t- tights. <laughs> yellow and black tits, yeah. Uh, oh, what do you uh-huh. think of him in? Uh, what do you think of him in tights? Like, I know I bitched about him not being in wrestling gear, but he doesn't look that good in wrestling gear. No, he. It's he, pretty funny looking. Yeah, Raven's still going with that kilt. Gets the best to watch early on. Does that Russian leg sweep into the railing a few times. Crowd chance for one more, and he obliges him. It's a nice touch. Nicest, nicest maybe move in this entire match, my opinion. He dropped hold, holds Watts, 
and Watts goes out of the ring. He doesn't take like the regular like front bump. He does the drop toe hold and Watts goes flying out of the ring. That was fucking sweet. You like that, huh? I like that, man. I like that. I mean, Raven, he, he lands a couple of nards plowing this one. It's what Raven does, says Don West. I'm not impressed with Watts so far. No. <laughs> no. What did you think of that fucking that kick that he threw? The stupidest looking kick I think I've ever seen a professional wrestler. It's like a top rope. I think they called it a mule kick. But he's on the top rope and he just jumps backwards <laughs> while throwing a drop kick and taking a front bump. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like I understand, like hey, like I want to do do something new, and like nobody's done this before. Sometimes nobody's done it before because it looks fucking stupid. This is one of those scenarios. And Raven, who is a genius, you would think he uh, two ways, two ways he goes about it, right? One, he goes, uh, it looks like shit, but if you want to do it, be my guest. Or two, he does the complete opposite route and goes, yeah, no, it looks great, man. <laughs> People are going to love it. I think you're going to get a big push with that move. That's an unstoppable finish, maybe even. (laughs) He just jumps backwards. Fucking asshole. (laughs) Man. And Eric Watts, I mean, by all accounts, nice guy, right? Nice guy. Sure. But... Jumping, fucking Jesus! Get your get, get your get all of your stuff together, man. No more top rope mule kicks. Is this before or after he jumps off the chair for a clothesline? Uh this is before. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, because he he, uh, he hits Raven's move into the chair, doesn't he? He dropped to hold Raven into the chair at that one point after that. Oh yeah, yeah. He does the jumping off the chair clothesline. Hits Raven with the P-bomb in the corner. Goes for that choke slam. Gets reversed into an ankle lock. You ever seen Raven win via submission? Not off the top of my head. Hmm. We always had that. His DDT was always so good. Why would you need to submit a guy? Yeah. And he's trying to expand his uh, what he's doing, I suppose. They go back and forth for a while. Watts lands a pretty shitty choke slam. And he follows it up with a big one for the win. Upset win yeah. for the big fella, I write. I did not expect Watts to win this. Neither did I. That that choke slam was horrible. I just, just, they were not on the same page at all with that choke slam. And then he went to do it again, which a lot of times, like, you do it once and it looks that bad. If you go for it a second time, if you don't nail it, go back to that top rope mule kick because you look like a schmuck, man. Like, again, because you risk that, right? That's a big risk. You just threw that choke slam down and it looked like one of the worst choke slams just in the history. And you're going to go for it again? Like, that's 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 a risky move. That's a risky move. But he does get the win. I, I, I'm right with you. I didn't see it coming at all. I didn't see the bullshit after it coming either at all. So Raven gets on the mic afterwards, apologizes to Watts, and complains about not having any friends. Then he creeps up behind him and hits him with the trash can. I'm 
okay, I'm watching this. Raven gets the mic. He's saying he's sorry. He doesn't have any friends. And in my head, I'm going, well, you had the entire flock. They were your friends, man. They were your friends. He had the entire flock. Like, people don't forget. I mean, well, people, they sometimes, but not all the time. What happened to the I, fucking druids from last time? That's another fair point. Weren't he had friends? druids. Right. And who needs friends when you got druids? Right? Like, druids will help you move. Druids will cut your lawn, right? Druids will probably cook you dinner. You probably play some video games with some druids. Yeah. Yeah, so he had druids. And then Eric Watts walks over to that, like, side thing next to the stage, which when he when they showed the camera on him standing on that, I knew something was up because there's no reason at all for him to stand there. Mm-hmm. Like, he's leaving. Walk right back through the tunnel, and he doesn't. When he walks over to that thing, I was like, all right, the shit's on. And then Raven throws the fucking trash can on it. It was not. I think they were wanting it to be a little bit, uh, like... A little bit of Ono's oh my god moments, and it was not at all. Hmm. Well, you know, it's serious because we see Heavy D on security out there breaking things <laughs> up. HD. Won't be the last time for Heavy D. Next up, we got an interesting matchup. We got Jeff Hardy taking on Scott Hall with Rowdy Rowdy Piper as the guest referee. Got the bagpipes. Out comes the hot rod. He's got that kilt on with jeans underneath. Just out the gate here. What do you what do you think of this matchup? Uh of pipe? I like pipe. Like I'm excited. Like I was when when Pipe was the official, I was excited right away because I was like, all right, I hope we get some wrestle. And we did. He gave us the, all right. Wrestle. <laughs> pipe is a ref. He's the only one that I've known that's ever done that. Wrestle. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Hall comes out. He's wearing the Kings of Wrestling attire. <laughs> like, nobody fucking let him know. Hey, guys, we're not the Kings of Wrestling. He's wearing the plastic hair. He's wearing the jumpsuit. He looks like an ass. Like, he comes out. He comes out there's not the Kings of Wrestling anymore. He's like, he's walking down like it's cool, right? It's not cool. You look like a prick. And then Jeff Hardy comes down. As much of an ass as Scott Hall looks like, Jeff Hardy looks like a bigger ass, and only half of his pyro lights up. I, I, this is supposed to be a big match for TNA, right? You got you got the bad guy, and you got you got Scott Hall. But how do you present them? Like a couple asses. <laughs> yeah, I think that I I think that the the Kings of Wrestling broke up. Yeah. But Scott yeah, Hall's now. That he's big like, plastic <laughs> hair really got me. It's like it's so unnecessary because he's got slick he's back got hair. hair, right? <laughs> <laughs> kind uh-huh. of funny. All right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I had proposed a mystery bag and a pole match between these guys, but having pipe in between the two of them is close enough, huh? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. I going into this match, I was pretty excited because when you get pipe and you get Hall together, something fun's gonna happen, right? They, oh, right out the gate, there's some fun. 
I fuck it. Like when this happened, I almost just turned it off after this, just because they're not going to top it, right? The the rest of the show compared to the the start of this match is going to suck. And you know what? It did compared to the rest of like the rest of the show compared to this one spot in the beginning. And it's not even wrestling action, right? It was the best thing on the entire card, and I loved it. But you know what Jeff Hardy was doing? What was happening? Fucking nothing, because he's a bum. Man, tell me about it, man. I love this. This is genius. <laughs> so Piper looks to give Scott Hall a full surge, like police officer style. He starts frisking him, and Scott Hall knows the position right away. <laughs> he He's turns like, him around in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> he finds a couple foreign objects, including a fork and a chain. Uh, he doesn't search Hardy, though. Hardly seems fair. Well, but Jeff Hardy's a little bitch. <laughs> like he's, and Pipe knows that, so he's just letting it slide. I do like how Hall frisks uh, Piper afterwards. <laughs> <It's so laughs> so, good. And what does he find? He finds he some handcuffs on yeah, Pipe. It was so good, man. Pipe, Pipe frisks him. He pulls out a fucking fork. <laughs> then he pulls out a chain. And then when he pulled, uh, what was the last? He pulled something out of his boot too, and I was like, oh, "You got me!" <laughs> and then he proceeds to frisk Piper. It's fucking genius. <laughs> and then he finds handcuffs on Piper, and Piper's like, oh, "You got me!" <laughs> so before we gear, before we go on, right before we carry on with this. Was there anything else, not even just on this event, but on this this run of episodes so far, that tops that moment? <laughs> uh, I'll have to get back to you. Right. So, and after he finds the handcuffs and pipes like, oh, yeah, you, you got me. Hall throws him out of the out of the ring there, and pipe goes, so <laughs> so good. I know you like that when he tells him to wrestle. No referee. Why doesn't other referees tell them to wrestle? It makes sense. Yes, it does. Yeah, we're told that Jeff's first WWF match was against Razor, so there's a fun fact. That's a big chance for Jeff Hardy. We get Hall catching him in that fall away slam. Hall goes to the outside, almost gets counted out before getting a Hardy splash. We get that that Hardy. Uh, Leg drop to the Nards. They're really up in the Nards blows here. It seems like we're getting more and more each show. Yeah. Yeah. But the bad guy ain't finished yet. He ain't going to let a Nards leg drop take him out of the game. I know you're going to like this. He slaps around Hardy like a little bitch. Yeah, slap around that little bitch. <laughs> and then Hall hits that sneaky choke slam. He he does that in a lot of matches. I never see it coming. That quick, and I was at the same reaction. Like, yeah. I didn't know Scott all did a fucking choke slam. He does it all the time. I know. <laughs> Always catches me off guard. <laughs> he, he does it like I would say. It's fair to say he probably does it in eighty percent of his matches since WCW. Maybe yeah. No, he started doing that in, in WWF. So he does it in a ton of matches. And you're like, I didn't know Scott all did a choke slam. I mean, I'll find some knucks hidden in the top turnbuckle. That was pretty slick. Yeah, they called them knucks. Here's the problem I have with that. 
they're white and they easily fit over the the hand like it's just it's some type of a loaded fist situation he calls them brass knucks they're white brass ain't white brass ain't white get your head out of your ass today we get a shitty looking twist of fate followed by a swanton bomb for the win and uh Crowd goes wild. And Jeff gets on the mic and yell, he's yelling something stupid. That's because he's an idiot. Right. Oh, I should I should go back a second here. So Jeff, actually, Piper gets the assist. Piper pokes Scott Hall in the eye. Yep. yep. And then Jeff uh, does, his, does his way with him. Anyways, already continues to give it to the bad guy after the bell. And then Pipe gets on the mic, tells him to get out of there. <laughs> We're done wrestling. And then who do we get? Your favorite guy. We get the monster of BS. BS. Shows up. He gets that torture rack slam. Fucking devastating. What's he doing here? He's just attacking that little bitch. It's that uh that spinning boss man slam, and we get the security guys out again. Yeah. Trying to get the monster out of there. So I mean this this one had a little bit of fun. It was oh, a yeah. short match. Yeah. Which I mean the uh, the only thing that was good was the fucking start of it. Yeah. It's sent back again to Johnny Fairplay. He's in the back with the Mimbos. One of them goes up to a guy in the back trying to get some info about the clues and she bumps oh, up yeah. her shirt. <laughs> Oh man! So the, this is uh, these clues must be pretty important because that one gal comes up to him and it looks like she's ready to blow him for a clue, right? And it just looks like some random stage stage hand guy. And the oh. other guy, and then she, and then other other gal comes up and she's ready to too. You think? You think if he played his cards right, he could have went double? You mean do it once? Yeah, like give doing both the clue, <laughs> like uh, doing two chicks at once. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I'll give you each the clue. How are you going to call it from now on? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, you have a question. I'll give you the clue. <laughs> Is this a, a, a treasure hunt? Is that what we're doing? I, I, again, man, you, you've asked me every time. <laughs> I have no fucking clue why we're doing clues. I never got a clue. <laughs> Next up, we got that three-way elimination match to determine who's going to take on Double J later on tonight. We got Monty Brown Pound! against DDP against Big Sex in a three-way dance. That has rules that I didn't understand. <laughs> did they did they tell you about the ways you could be eliminated from this three way? Because that was shocking to me. Today told us like right before Nash gets thrown out. Okay. And like I rewinded it, and I'm thinking to myself, man, today probably realized he forgot to tell us, and Nash is about to fly over the top because <laughs> <laughs> it was within like a minute that that whole deal happened, but. Let me ask you this. This is more important. Please do. So the the business between 
Page and Nash at the right. beginning. Did that remind you at all of uh, the N64 back in the day, having alliances? A little bit, yeah. Uh. A little bit, yeah. Trust Kevin Nash. Uh, and, like, DDP, yeah. DDP was letting letting them be big sexy, right? He was having a ton of sex in there. DDP was just sitting back and watching, right? <laughs> that's what he likes. Right, that's what he's into. I'm not here to shame him. But then Nash saves, they, Nash does save DDP, and then uh, DDP's working over the pounce, and Nash, Nash said, do 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 charge! Low bridge, and Nash is gone, and Nash is pissed, right? He's pissed. pissed. What the f- what the fuck? He goes inside. And then, <laughs> fucking Cutter, DDP goes for the pin, and Nash pulls DDP out. I didn't understand this. Cutter to pounce. Nash went over the top rope and eliminated, it was eliminated from the th- this three-way dance, which has never been the way anybody's been eliminated from a three-way dance in the history of three-way dances. No. Nash is eliminated. Cutter to pounce. DDP covers pounce. Nash pulls DDP out. Pounce is still laying down. Nash throws DDP back in. DDP covers pounce for a two count. Why pull him out at all? He wanted to get his revenge, man. Ah, it, it seems silly to me. Yeah, it was... Like you said, I don't think there's ever been this stipulation in a three-way elimination match where you can get thrown over the top rope and eliminated. Yeah. Uh, did you like... So the finish to this one is, uh, what was it? Cutter. DDP goes for a cutter. And Monty Brown counters the cutter into a pounce, which is actually a really sweet spot. Oh, and then yeah. DDP gets the pounce, gets the victory. Yeah, it, it, I, I loved that. That was that was cool. Like I enjoyed that part of this match, and DDP kind of goes over to the into one of the corners because you know <laughs> there's six of them, and he's laying there, and Pounce is like look at him like shake my hand, shake my hand, <laughs> and DDP's laying there sideways, and Pounce's like yeah shake my hand, and DDP's like come closer, <laughs> I need you to come closer to shake my hand come closer and, and pounce is like shake my hand and ddp's like laying down he's like come closer <laughs> it was, it was, it was kind of weird to me like he's just lay there come closer i'll shake your hand if you come closer <laughs> well he was a man of his word he's yeah they got the, they got the handshake there. yeah come closer <laughs> All right, next up, we got a battle for the Tag Team ch- Championship. America's Most Wanted taking on Team Canada, and AMW is looking to become the six-time champions. It's pretty good. They've actually held the belts more times than anybody else. That's pretty good, too. Yeah. So they start the match on the outside. We got intensity right away. I mean, Demore. The load he's doing his job seems to be threatening to use that flag of the hockey stick. Get a hell of a head scissor on the ramp by James Storm. They finally get into the ring. It doesn't take long before Eric Young gets chucked out of there. <laughs> and he gets back in. He's throwing out again. 
really getting the business in this one. Eric Young, Team Canada, both these guys yeah. take great beatings. Yeah. Um, I know I'm kind of going in reverse here, but stay with me. When they were, when they walk out, <laughs> Ted Nate goes, get that big, what does he say? Get that big load away. <laughs> and I laughed pretty hard because I was like, yeah, I don't want that big load next to me either. <laughs> the The big toss, man. The big toss by AMW. They took, they picked up EY, and they just like they threw them. They were both on either side of them, almost like you were carrying a fallen comrade. And they just hucked him. He went outside and landed on uh, on Rude. I thought that looked pretty sexy. Oh yeah, junk fi- junk first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Storm hits a hits a pair of insecurity kicks. It's taken down. We get that big elbow from from Eric Young. So now, not the most impressive a big elbow, but me maybe creeps into the top ten. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Whoa. The insecurity to Eric Young when Eric Young's on the apron. That's an all-time fucking flop off the apron onto the onto the, the arena floor by EY. That was great. And when he comes back, he comes back with that big elbow, man. And you're talking like maybe creeps in the top ten. As soon as he delivered that elbow, I went, ooh. That's a boner appreciation type of elbow as far as I'm concerned. That's a good one, man. That, that's an underappreciated top that's, rope elbow. That's what I'm saying, man. Uh, and that's why I'm agreeing with you. And then what, what is that? <laughs> Is it, is it next? The next big spot where uh, the big load gets put in, in uh, America's Most Wanted sandwich. What are you talking about? So the load, uh, he's yelling at one of the, the members of America's Most Wanted, and then the other member of America's Most Wanted walks up behind him, and they pull out handcuffs. Uh, they might have picked up the handcuffs from, from Pipe. Those could be Pipe's handcuffs. Uh, yeah, he might be having a little, uh, he might be missing those later on, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> Tanae yells out, cuff the load. <laughs> oh, man. They keep, Tanae keeps calling Bobby Roode the power man. Yeah. There's a couple of cool spots in this one. I mean, we got the load. The load has been uh, taken out, essentially. Been handcuffed to the the pillar of the Ultimate X structure there. After a tilt-whirl powerbomb, Storm gets nailed with the hockey stick. That same dude, that same guy who interfered last time came out with the hockey stick. The old Divine. Uh, and tags cease to matter at this point in the match. They don't give a shit about tags right, right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, I like their tag team division. Each tag team has like, like, specific tandem moves they do. Yeah, yeah. which is cool. Uh, we get a catatonic from Storm, and then Divine interferes again. Accidentally hitting his own guy this time. And American America's Most Wanted win the match and the titles. Two things, man. So going into the finish, uh, Divine's out. He hits the stick. Tags no longer matter. But then Divine goes to, like, slide a chair, and it looks like he's trying to slide it to EY, and I forget if it was uh, Storm or uh, Wildcat Chris Harris, but he essentially just slides the chair to the AMW uh, member, which was 
it to me seemed fucking strange. Like, who are you sliding the chair to? Mm. And then EY hits like a face buster onto that chair, right? EY comes and running behind. <sighs> Gets a two, and then EY goes to grab. Why is he going to grab Divine? Like, why is he trying to get Divine's attention? Because Divine's got the chair again at that point. And Divine chairs EY. But why is EY going for Divine? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, I just, yeah. I mean, AMW gets the win ultimately. It just seemed like such a weird, like such a weird sequence. It makes no sense to slide the chair in when you know you're not going to get it to EY. EY gets the face buster. Okay, that's cool. Two count. Divine grabs the chair. EY grabs Divine. Divine unknowingly, right? Unknowingly chairs EY. It just seemed strange, man. The whole, the whole finishing sequence did not did not seem right to me nevertheless america's most wanted picks up the titles for the sixth time and that's a mark that still stands today as the most not bad and next we get sent to the back with the bimbos the bimbos and the guy they're shown in the back there uh (laughs) fair play skipping around the bimbo show up and he goes hey bimbo So the ladies beat him up and take his clue. And then the bimbos race over to the dream. He says that he wants the girls to find a team and that the one with the best team will get to be his secretary. Is that what this is about? I don't know. <clears throat> Finding a clue so that the dream can tell you, go get yourself a tag team. That doesn't make any sense though, right? No. It's got this just did. Was Rusi involved in this? Do you know that answer? Was he in the creative room at this time? I mean, I know he was running for DOA a couple episodes ago. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's still around, but. Because this, yeah, this is not. So the show is not Dying Days WCW bad, but some of this other, like, the bullshit surrounding it is pretty awful. And this is one of those things that is pretty awful. You know, it isn't pretty awful. This match that we got coming up next. So we get the guy in the voice. He's narrating a greatest his package as he tells us about the next show coming up. Against all odds. Here we get our first look at the X. The ultimate X match. So Douglas talks about how this is the best stipulation match in wrestling history. As far as stipulation matches go, this is pretty pretty good. You got ropes up there. Form it an X. So visually, it looks great, but can I tell you why it's not the greatest stipulation match? Where do you think it falls? Let me ask you that first. Where do you think it falls in in stipulation matches? Do you believe it's the best? I mean, I applaud. It may be the most exciting. Okay, but is that because of the the match itself, or because of the participants in the match? A little of both. Okay, you know, because they got to be way up there to get the thing, you know. Yeah, so, absolutely. But I mean, the cage match and various variations of the cage match. I don't know if you can really top that. Right. It's exciting. It's visually, I mean, visually, it's fantastic. But you can't have, like, you have to have a certain type of performer for this match to work. And what I mean by that is 
you can put Kamala in a steel cage and it'll be a, it'll add to the match, right? You put Kamala in Ultimate X, the shit ain't happening. So it it takes a, it takes a certain type of performer to perform in Ultimate X. But a cage match welcomes anybody, right? Even a ladder match, right? Kamala could be in a ladder match. That's fine. And I'm just using Kamala as, as an example. Right. But you need a certain type of competitor in Ultimate X, and I don't think that anything that needs a specific type of performer, I don't think you can put as the best match or the best match you know, type. Well, they, they have these guys in spades. Yeah. You know. They got probably 20 guys that could have good matches. I mean, it's the it's the best thing that TNA has come up with. Yeah, and I think uh I think this is the best match that we've covered so far. At least the most exciting. Okay. Yeah. So let's get into this sucker. We got AJ Styles, Chris Saban, Petey Williams, three-way dance for that ultimate uh for that X Division title. So the low, he comes out there. He's looking devastated from that last loss. So the title's dangling above the ring, and the object's to get it. Essentially a ladder match policy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean... When Saban came out, did you think that maybe he dyes his his hair with Kool-Aid? His hair's been looking different. Right. That's what I say. Like, that was... Wasn't that a thing, like... In the nineties, kids would dare dye their hair with Kool Aid. So oh, it wouldn't yeah. like you know what I mean, like just for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't it look like he's got Kool Aid hair? I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. All right. So there's a lot of action in this one. I'm gonna just highlight some of the real big spots. Early yeah, on, do. AJ hits a big somersault spl- planche over the top to both guys. Holy shit chant right after that. Right away. He almost ended up in the crowd. Yeah. It's a good jump, man. Because something we haven't mentioned is, uh, I didn't notice this as much in the first couple shows, but the crowd is super, the railing is super close to the ring. Yep. So he did almost end up in the crowd. I think his leg hit the fucking guardrail, but we got some Hail Saban chance. Hail Saban! As he goes up for that title, only only get thwarted by the load and Petey. So the ref kicks out the load. And we get that na 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 hey 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 goodbye chant. <laughs> so when this happens, Tanay yells out, "You're out of here, you big fat load!" <laughs> <laughs> and then, so part of me, <laughs> you understand what I haven't even said what I was going to say, but you understand where, where I'm going here. I have an idea. <laughs> You're out of here, you big fat <laughs> I don't even need to say it. We can move on. I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> you know. I know. You're out of here, you big fat <laughs> You know what you're saying. The load, he's having a breakdown on the way up there. He really sells his frustration pretty well. He does. I mean, I like Petey's suplex series. It's not like it's a uh, 
you think he's going to go for like the three amigos type of deal, but he actually holds on to him and then slaps him in a different kind of suplex. Yeah. Talented cat. Yeah, he's only 22 here, which is something else. Really? We see that fucking standing on the junk in the tree of woe move. Good move. Real good move. I mean, like I said, there's uh there's a lot here. Loads of hurricane ranas. I mean, take your pick, really. Yep. So we get vo- we get multiple guys going for the belt. It's essentially kind of a game of chicken, like on the monkey bars back in the day. Yeah, I whooped your ass. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. You want to play chicken today? You got monkey bars? I'll get my. I'll I'll get some monkey bars. Meet me at the park five o'clock. <laughs> yeah. All right, see you there. Well, Petey's like, at one point, he's dangling upside down in the middle of the X, and the other guys know where to be found. Can he just, like, grab the title and fall to win here? He could, yeah. They didn't really, there wasn't really any sort of illusion created that he was, like, going to. He was tied up, or there was any reason for him not to grab the thing and win right there, but Mm -hmm. he has reasons, I suppose. I mean, lots of this is awesome chance. Very unique match. What do you what do you got over there? Um, I mean, yeah, you, you pointed out some of the some of the top spots there. Um, AJ Styles with that the backflip DDT. He goes off the ropes, springboard backflip DDT. He got it on both the guys, which really looked good. Uh, Saving with the the cradle shot uh, or cradle shot, cradle shock. Uh, looked great. Uh, the armbar by Saban that. Styles converted into a Styles clash. I mean, that's top notch. That's 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 creative. That's fun. That's I mean, entertaining. It's a great spot. And then AJ starts crying like a little bitch. Did you see this? Oh, my arms hurt. Right, he's crying like a little bitch. And then he goes to get the belt, and his arm gives out and he drops. And then Petey gets the Petey gets the shittiest move of the year. Oh, he nails it. Yeah, it nails that shit move. Beautiful. Uh, Saban hits uh, uh, an outsider edge to uh, uh, into the buckle. That's pretty nasty. On PD, which is great. And then this is... that WWE wimpy wrestlers everywhere sign. I don't know who that guy is, but I don't like him. <laughs> you see anything good in the crowd this time? Not Usually really. pointing out all sorts of shit. I didn't see anything that I, I really loved in the crowd. Those those fucking Nazi youth shoplifters dressed like Jeff Hardy are in the crowd again. But that's, <laughs> that's all I could really. That's all I really saw in the crowd at the time. Nobody was making the you know. Nobody was doing the fucking push trick or anything. Uh, after the so after Saban hits that uh, the edge to into the buckle on on Petey, they. Saban and Petey go to get the belts, right? They're oh, crawling, yeah. right? They're crawling. They're going to the belts. They both grab a hold of the belt, right? Both of them. The belt becomes unlocked, right? So the belt is now, that's, I guess, at that point, whoever gets it, because the first one to get the belt off, right, that's the winner. But then now both of the belt's off, and both of them have it. And then AJ does a springboard, Comes through, swaps it away. 
doesn't grab it, right? That he's obviously supposed to grab I it. I think he was supposed to grab it. Yeah. Right. Obviously he's supposed to grab it, but he swats it away. And, and he looks over like he can't find it. And then he sees it and he jumps on it like a fucking fumble, right? <laughs> like a loose ball. It was kind of funny, but I just like for as good, because it was a very entertaining match. It was great. I, I just thought the finish was a little bit lacking. They're really going for something big and special at the end there. Yeah. And I think you're right. He just came up like less than a foot short, you know. And really, understandably so for, I mean, the amount of energy that uh, all those guys have put out during that match. Like, right. You could understand that. So uh, I think that the the ending, they could have done something different that might have been a little bit better for the for the finish because that, that, was, that was an entertaining match. But the, that finish fell just a little bit flat. It's kind of like completing the catch, right? Yes. You got to fall to the mat with the uh, with the belt. But I, I suppose if we're talking football style, like the fumble would work in this situation. But it was a little sloppy Joe at the end. Yep. Like I said, this is the best, you know, this is the best match I've seen this year. So look forward to seeing some more action from these guys. I remember at this time, because I wasn't really watching TNA at this time. Mm-hmm. You were telling me about this AJ Styles guy. Yeah. I remember when I finally got a look at him, like, this was some shit that I'd never seen before. Yeah. You know, like the whole division, but like he, he, uh, he was the highest flyer of the bunch, you know? Well, it wasn't just that he was the highest flyer. It was that he, his, he was so smooth. Like he right. was doing, he was doing things that not everybody was doing. Uh, he was doing things that were new and unique, but he was doing, he was performing them so well. Like, that's the thing that I, and I, I mean, I was a big, I still am a big AJ Styles guy. Like, he is an unbelievably talented performer. I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I remember, you know, 20 years ago saying, this guy is a, this guy is a guy. And he turned out to be, you know, I mean, even more than, than a guy, you know? It's kind of a, a stark contrast between like a Jeff Hardy, like, we just saw Jeff Hardy, and he's looking real sloppy this year with his actual wrestling moves. He gets pops when he goes and jumps off of something. We're right. happy for you, yeah. But, but yeah, with Styles, like, like, I mean, dancing partner matters, sure. I mean, there's a bunch of aces, like I said, in this division, but especially when he hits something like that Pele, where it's he's not even looking at the guy, yep, and he just nails him perfectly, right? The right. Right, that sweet spot. Well, you, there, need, you, know? you need the guy, the other guy, for that. Well, yeah, you you, you got to be right there, but right. So, anyways, yeah, great match. AJ Styles uh, becomes the either three or four time X division champ, and set the back. Double J's leaving his dressing room, and Big Sex gets held back by security. Yeah. Oh. Oh right, they. Uh... Oh, 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 yeah. oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. Oh, hey. So Double J is an eighteen-year veteran at this point. Bet your balls. Wiley veteran. He'll be defending the title here in the main event against Maj Brown. Out. So I like that leopard coat thing that he wears. He didn't wear it this time, but. Big fan of that. Yeah. I think it goes well with his wildlife pounce. Pounce. You know? Yeah. 
So the king of the mountain, Jeff Jarrett, he comes out with his trusty guitar. He's got his white cape getup. <laughs> the ring announcer gets knocked out of the way as Double J's a little feisty today. It's like Heavy D and the gang are out there to keep the two apart until the bell rings. So Double J, good heel work. I'll give it to you. He comes out, he's just jaw-jacking, just strutting, just pissing everybody off. He's doing great, man. Great work. Yeah, yeah. he's Double J. Damn. He's starting to impress me. Took him 18 years, but he's starting to impress me a little bit here. So he is one of the few guys that has appeared in every season of this show. And now he's finally impressing you? You see how good he is. He did some good heel work here, that's what I'm saying. So he's posing and he's mocking the alpha for his big uh for his big unit. Right? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I, I I must have missed that. He was mocking the alpha because of his big unit. Who mocks another guy because he's got a big unit? Explain this to me. I'm talking about the unit between the legs. I'm talking about the whole unit. Nash did this shit earlier. They're like mocking him for being this big guy. Gotcha. He's like like flexing and walking around all stiff-like. Yeah, it's like, oh. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It's funny. Okay. But like when you were like, like, he's mocking him because of his big unit. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? I missed this completely. (laughs) When was Double J? I was like, ah, look at this dumbass with his big crank. <laughs> Sweet big unit. I bet the women really like it. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry for sorry for throwing you astray there. Yeah, you confused me. It's all right. Lonnie Brown, after getting a, getting a few moves in, he mocks Jarrett, does, does some struts. What do you think of Monty's strut? They got a good strut. Um, I'm okay with it. So Monty goes to the second rope for a nothing, but he catches Double J's foot, and then delivers that headbutt right to the right to the business there. I'm talking about the unit this time. That time you're talking. Okay, I, I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something I didn't I didn't see coming. The champion, your guy, Double J, goes for a big flying man over the top rope. That's not a Jeff Jarrett move. No, but he's he's going up against uh, Monty Brown in his big unit, so he you got to pull out all the stops. I suppose. Brown caught him, but it looked a little botched, a little sloppy Joe. Oh. He follows it up with a backbreaker before getting rammed into the post and then thrown into the crowd by the world champion. We're back to battling in the crowd at the impact zone. Get some chair shots. Apparently, it's no DQ match. No count out. Uh, but is it? I mean, Jared's using that chair. Yeah. They're hanging outside the ring for quite a while. Right. They're outside. They're using foreign objects. There's Nobody's getting DQ'd yet. But the reason why I ask, um, but is it, is because of what happens after. Oh, and the ref decides that now that's, that's enough chair shots, Jarrett. Yeah. That's enough and fooling I, around. And then they get in the ring, and I mean, well, I fuck. I actually I sent you my main event notes on accident. You know, you know what I'm thinking here. Oh man! Before that, 
right before that. So they're battling by the announce table. I love that Double J grabs the fucking executive rolling chair that Tanae was sitting on and clobbers him with it. Yeah, I wish, hit, I wish you would have hit Tanae with it. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, so Double J is going for the going to finish him off with the belt, basically, and and then the ref decides you can't. I mean, this is a uh, this is a title match. You got to behave within the rules. You guys behave. You know, what we get next. What's that? Jeff Jarrett sleeper got it locked in for a while. Um, you forgot to say Jeff Jarrett sleeper, the best sleeper in the biz. Well, you said it. That's I need you. I need you to say it. Not today, buddy boy. Oh, you slut. So Monty Brown, he hooks up after having the hand drop twice. Locks in his own sleeper, which sucked. <laughs> I mean, when you when you compare it to a Monty Brown sleeper, sure, great sleeper. Well, and see, that's the, like the, uh, when you compare Monty Brown sleeper to his own sleeper. Or are you talking about when you, if you compare it to a Kid Cash sleeper, it's almost a Double J sleeper, but it doesn't come close to Double J sleeper. Double J's got a good sleeper. It's the it's the best sleeper in the biz. But the problem is, is that like. So here's the analogy I'll put for you, right? Monty Brown sleeper doesn't look good because you just saw Double J sleeper, right? It's like you just banged a fucking 12, right? A 12. And now you're banging an eight, which isn't shabby by any stretch, right? It's an eight, but it's not a fucking 12, right? Don't kid yourself. It's not a 12. What do you give uh, a Bruce Beefcake sleeper? He, so the problem with the Bruce Beefcake sleeper is that Monty Brown sleeper makes Brudeye sleeper uh, look pretty decent. It's not a bad like, Brudeye sleeper ain't bad. You know, it's not bad. But like compared to a Double J sleeper, right? If Double J is the fucking 12, right? And you get mm. Monty Brown that looks like an 8 because he just banged 12, then could be, Brutus the Barber Beefcake is a four that you're ashamed of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. These two bail back and forth, and we get a meeting of the minds in the middle of the ring where they uh, they collide. And Monty lands a power bomb into a pin. Almost gets a three. He's close. He does a swinging neckbreaker that he calls the circle of life. <laughs> You like that one? I fucking lost it laughing. Yeah, I, so I don't know if he calls it that or if Tanae thought that that was going to be like awesome that he came up with the name for it. It was wasn't single it? single-handed swinging neckbreaker. It's like, oh, and he calls that the circle. Are we making Lion King references in the main event? Like from the Serengeti, man. He's Fuck that, man! I so another example of something that I think TNA or Mike Mike Tanay thought might be cool. No, I just thought about that. Tanay, Tanay, Tanay. Tanay. He's probably the perfect announcer for TNA. He's Mike TNA. (laughs) Son of a bitch! Right. Look at that. That's why they got him. (laughs) Yeah, he's Mike. Makes sense. TNA. Uh, for him to like, part of me thinks that he went out on his own, and, and he's like, "Oh, I got a good one." 
right? I got a good one because uh, he's you're from the Serengeti, right? So you're like like Simba, right? <laughs> so when you put that sing that 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 neck breaker on that swinging single arm neck breaker circle of life. <laughs> It makes no sense. (laughs) Do you like it or not? I hate it. (laughs) Like, it's so fucking stupid. I don't like... Oh, man. (sighs) The circle of life. (laughs) If you're going to go out of your way to call it the circle of life, right? Because the circle is that the... Like, you die, right? Born, live your life, you die, right? If you're going to call a move, if you have the nads to call your move the circle of life, it better be your fucking finish. Hmm. So you think that was Tanae? Yes, I hope so. (laughs) Get in there trying to be cute. I love love fucking Monty Brown so much. I I really hope that he didn't go to Tanae and be like, hey, hey, Mike TNA, would you... Tonight, I got this neck, you know, the neck breaker I do, the single arm swinging neck breaker. Mike TNA is like, yeah, that's a really good move. I saw four guys do it in Amsterdam wrestling, Amsterdam pro. (laughs) 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 And he's like, hey, you think we call that circle of life neck breaker? (laughs) Mike TNA is like, for you, hot shot, I'll do it. I hope not, man. I really hope that was just today being TNA. <laughs> Mike DNA. Oh, man. I, at this point, I got to believe we're a pounce or two away from being, having a new champion. You'd like to think so. The ref gets knocked down. Double J connects with that chair. But then Monty Brown gets Double J on his shoulders. This is kind of a strange series of events. Whoa, here. whoa, no! It was a guitar shot. They do it like a double knee collapse thing, which is weird because that's the second time we've seen somebody sell the knee. The ref goes down and he's holding on to his knee like he, he might die. And right, then he double then connects with the chair or guitar. Gets the guitar. That okay? That's where I was lost there because you said chair. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the guitar there. But like, why is he trying to hide it now? fucking five minutes earlier, you could beat the shit out of him outside the ring. No count out. You could use an executive rolling chair. You could use a steel chair. None of it mattered. But now we're going to hide shit. Because the ref said that now is now the rules matter. No, I need referees discretion. Oh, that's the that's the pussiest bullshit in wrestling. Referees discretion. Give me consistency. Referees discretion. What do you think of that uh, Double J getting on Monty Brown's shoulders and then just giving him the chair? <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> He's on Monty Brown's shoulders, right? And Double J, Jeff Jarrett's got the chair. And I think because they left the ropes up from the X Division match, did they not? Those are still up there, right? Maybe they're not. I think so. I'm not positive. Okay, I don't remember off the top of my head. Part of me thinks that they were. But he's on, Double J's on Pounce's shoulders. And he goes to, like, he's going to swing the chair. We know he's going to swing the chair. 
But Monty Brown's hands are up blocking it for a good, like, eight to ten seconds beforehand. So it's clearly obvious he's going, like, he's going to block the shot, right? So you're led to believe his hands are up, he's going to block the shot. Jeff Jarrett delivers the guitar shot. Monty's hands are up, clearly blocking it, but then he sells it. So I know he was protecting himself, right? It's the right thing to do. But timing has to be there. Otherwise, it looks like hell, and this looked like hell. Well, Monty Brown hooks up. He goes for that pounce finally, and he hits the ref. Hell yeah, of a ref, pounce on the ref. Ref took it like a champ, man. He went flying. It looked great. What do you think about Double J stashing a guitar behind the ring stairs? Great move. Great move. Uh, would you pay... So would you pay to go see an indie show where one of the matches was just seeing how many refs Money Brown could bounce? <laughs> like a gauntlet match with refs? Like a five minute? Yeah. Like gauntlet. how many Yeah, how many yeah, bounces? Sure. Yeah, I think I would too. Like that was the main event. I think I think I'd buy a ticket for that. So yeah, Double J had a uh, extra card stashed away. You know, next to the ring steps, but he can't connect. Monty Brown gets the gets the thing and delivers the chair shot to Double J. Guitar shot. There's a match one, but the ref is out. Then we get ref number two out there. And did you hear a bullshit chant? Or is that just me uh, wanting to hear a bullshit chant? It might be you wanting to hear one because I, I don't. Rem- I, there could have been. I just don't remember it. The. the I thought that I heard one when, you know, Monty had double J beat there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, there's what looks like a mix-up of some sort, and the double J grabs the remnants of the guitar that he was hit with and hits the alpha with it. That's not a very impressive. This thing's already been broken over your face, and now you're going to hit a guy with it. Yeah. But he connects with... Uh, the stroke a few times. Wait, 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 wait. Do not, do not. This is the, you are underselling right now. You're underselling. Well, take it away, let, man. Let me paint you a picture, all right? The second referee comes down. He counts one, two, kick out. Then, for some reason, I still can't figure out why that second ref goes over and starts cuddling with the original ref. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know why, right? Maybe, maybe it's maybe they had a little backstage altercation, and it's time to kiss and make up, right? But that's exactly what happened. It was he didn't go over there and was like, "Hey, man, wake up! You're supposed to be refing this match. I know you got pounced." He goes over and basically cuddles with him. Gives him a cuddle, huh? Right? Yeah, gives him a cuddle. Right? It's okay. Double J, he doesn't care. Go ahead, cuddle refs. Go ahead. He picks up the broken guitar and he hits the alpha male with it. And after that, we get a stroke, stroke, stroke. <laughs> Man, this was a Billy Squire finish, and you undersold it so much. He hits stroke, stroke, stroke. So he hits him, stroke, right? Doesn't stroke. even bother for the second one. Second stroke. And then what does he do? Low blow. Stroke. <laughs> I like that he threw the low blow in between the second and the third. Yeah. That was and nice then he talk. goes, 
<laughs> I'm killing Monty Brown. Stroking, stroking. <laughs> stroke. That low blow before that last stroke was fucking beautiful. The only weird thing was, was that the referee was picking up like pieces of the guitar to throw out of the ring and acting like he didn't know. Wait, what is this? What, the, what is what? Why do we have broken acoustic guitars? And the, did, did Travis Tritt play a show here earlier? What do we got going on here? <laughs> it's just fucking miserable. Was it Travis Tritt that was involved in TNA? There was some country music jack off that was involved in TNA. Anyways. I'm not sure, dude. But you remember what I'm talking about, right? I think so. Yeah, all right. But uh, Billy Ray Cyrus? Who fucking knows? Could be. Uh, Dwight Yoakam? <laughs> Alan Jackson? <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Alan Jackson. <laughs> Going down yonder on the Chattahoochee. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Anyways, three strokes with a low blow in between two and three. Double J gets the win. So, I didn't like this match, but I love the guys that were in it. <laughs> the ref getting taken out by the damn, uh, by the damn pounce. Pounce? He sold that. I mean, he took that pounce great. Good job um, by him. That was good. There's a few questionable moves that you explained pretty well there. And again, matches either start with, they either start in a melee type fashion with no rules and then they get to like a regular match or they start with a regular match and then it turns into a melee. Right. Pretty much every match that's that's the case, but uh, I actually kind of like this show. I think this might be my favorite one so far. Yeah, I I I agree with you. I think it's my favorite one as well that we watched, um, uh, for one reason and one reason only, and it's the Frisk. The Frisk. The the Hall Piper Frisk sequence was absolute gold. That was brilliant. You know, that's a couple of, you know, a couple of the members of the old guard there. You know, they're past their prime, but they just, you know. But they know show how to up and show you how it's done. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, like twenty seconds. They don't have to say anything. Right. Like, this oh, is supposed it's... to be fun. Yep. Yeah. Some of some of it has been like a little dry to me. Like I said, the like I think it was the last show, all of the promos were like, I think you'd you know, we were wondering why they were even having promos because it was like, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna beat you tonight. You're going to beat me. I'm going to beat you. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not like the Hulkster, you know, backstroking down the Hudson River, you know, and drowning the maniacs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if wrestling wasn't ridiculous and fun, we, you know, probably wouldn't be as big a fans as we are. <laughs> exactly. So well, that was that was nice to see for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But- what do we what do we got next there? Let's say we almost went uh we almost hit the same key, key of ah. Ah. ah next up man and I'm gonna call it already. I don't know for sure. I'm just gonna say that it is. This is gonna be the worst event that we watch of TNA this this run of episodes. Oh no. I don't know for sure. I'm just you know how you know, in years past when we've talked about these events, I was going I'm really looking for this is gonna be a good one. 
Now, don't get me wrong. I'm looking forward to the next watch. Like, I am looking forward to the next the next uh, event we watch. But I'm just going to throw it out there. I think it's going to be the worst one. All right. Well, what do we got on the menu there? It's TNA against all odds. Is Mike TNA going to be there? Mike TNA is going to be there. That's fucking awesome. Petey Williams and Elix Skipper. Probably not bad, right? Sounds pretty good. B.G. James and Jeff Hammond are taking on Michael Shane and Kazarian. Who's that? Who's who? Uh, B.J.'s teammate. Jeff Hammond? Oh, you're yeah. not familiar with Jeff Hammond? No. He's a fucking NASCAR driver. <laughs> really? Yep. He's a NASCAR driver. He's a fucking NASCAR driver. And now he's a member of the three live crew. I Yeah, because that makes, I mean, when I think NASCAR, I think three live crew. <laughs> makes loads of sense. Right. So they got a NASCAR driver. Yeah. They're trying to appeal to the NASCAR fans. Yeah, the land of the NASCAR. Let me ask you this. Sure. Say so you're, you're a big NASCAR man. <laughs> All right. right. <laughs> For your scenario, sure. <laughs> so say your main man what's his name Jeff Hammond uh, Jeff Hammond yeah Jeff Hammond <laughs> say if your main man like Jeff Hammond number 17 or whatever the fuck he is right he's, he's showing up at the at the wrestling show mm-hmm. <laughs> number 17 in the Perkins car <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I, I guess what I'm asking is you think there's there's much of a cross promotional uh <laughs> audience here i don't watch nascar <laughs> i don't either man i have no idea i don't do wrestling fans like nascar in general i don't know i, I mean that's that's a very broad generalization i mean wcw like, had the pit crew i was gonna say wcw did have like they liked their motor vehicles right so maybe maybe uh they're they're you know lending from that going you know, at WCW, sure, they might have had monster trucks and they might have had a NASCAR. But we got a NASCAR driver that's going to be in the ring in the form of okay. Jeff Hammond. Baby's great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he's fucking awesome. I can't wait to watch that match. <laughs> that match alone, like, it's going to, this whole thing's going to, I don't know. That match might be. I'm going to shit on it. I know I am. We got Dustin Rhodes is taking on Raven, right? That should work out all right. Sounds good. We got uh, the America's Most Wanted is taking on your main man, Kid Cash, and Lance Hoyt, formerly known as Dallas. We got uh, Lance Archer. Yeah. The big fella. Yeah. He just looks a little thin back then. That should be a good match. Yeah, I don't know. Kid Cash, I'm, I'm... going further and further away from uh in a full metal mayhem match we have jeff hardy and abyss 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 you think the show was missing abyss the one we just watched he turned up didn't he yeah he just did the attack spot on uh hardy to kick somebody's ass yeah yeah you can count on him for a good match yeah uh we got diamond dallas and monty versus team canada Ooh, an alliance. Yeah, they've uh, come closer. I'll shake your hand. Uh, so he got closer. They shook hands. Another teaming up. 
The pounce and the bang. <laughs> the pounce and the bang. Yeah, that's not good. That's not bad. I like the sound of that. Yeah. Pounce, bang, or bang, pounce? Probably bang, pounce. I go pounce, bang. Oh, yeah? Because you can't bang until you pounce. <laughs> that's a good point. You pounce yeah. first. Right, yeah. you pounce first. Uh, operations, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. There's processes here. We have a 30-minute Iron Man match. Ooh. Daniels and Styles. That should be good. Yeah, I'm in for that. And then uh, main event, World Heavyweight title, Kevin Nash and Jeff Jarrett. Well, big sex with the title shot. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, I mean, he had such an impressive showing at this show. Yeah, trust Eliminating himself in a three-way elimination match. <laughs> trust Kevin Nash. So you think that's going to be the worst one, huh? Part of me says, yes, this is going to be the worst one. But if Mr. NASCAR, like, knocks it out of the park... That could change the tides, yeah. could change it. Yeah. We'll see, man. I just... I... The other thing that I'm thinking of now, now that I read through, like, I went, I went in dark on that one. 30-minute Iron Man match between Daniels and Styles. I've seen that match before. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's pretty sexy. I bet it is. Maybe it's one of those things where, like, that match is great, but the card was shit. Well, let's see about this NASCAR guy, man. And then yeah. the, the pounce bang team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wonder what Dusty's up to with the bimbos in the back. Each you think we'll find out what happened at the end of that? Like, each person was going I mean, I guess we'll find out. We'll find the clues. Clues, yeah. We'll find out. We'll see. All right. Well, thanks for joining us again. For this time to cover TNA Final Resolution 2005. Hey, out! Out! Trust Kevin Nash. What do you got there? (laughs) Trust Kevin Nash. Trust Kevin Nash. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>